Hashtag SAFM Life Happens. No one else, and I say no one else can speak the words on your lips. Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that just poetic? Uh, Those are the amazing lyrics to Natasha Bedingfield's song, Unwritten. And I think that's how we have to tackle life sometimes, right? Like a blank page uh, that we can fill with anything that we want. Strength, love, passion, compassion, endurance, and dignity. Life, live uh, against all odds. Uh, That's what all those students who are relying on us, your children, your nieces and nephews, uh, young people in your community, that's what they're going to uh, need from us as they look at us in the pages of our lives, right? They need the strength from us and we must lead by example, especially as our young ones uh, start to write their exams. Uh, they need um, sort of a structure from us. They're going to need support from us as they prepare uh, for their midterm exams. Some have already started writing. I know if they, they've already started writing in their different grades. Others are just starting the matriculants as well. Of course, we don't forget them. Very important year um, for Tricks, those who are in matric, as we say every single year, you know, for matriculants, that they must be focused, they must be determined because what happens uh, this year can potentially affect the rest of their lives. So, how do we then support the young people in our lives when they write exams? It is the Family Dynamics edition uh, of the show now here on Life Happens. Owner and director of Josie Kids, Mel Dieterich, has that answer for us. Uh, welcome to the show, Mel. Good to see you again. It's great to be here. Mm. It's a very difficult time for parents, for caregivers to support our young people. How exactly should we be doing it? I mean, the first thing to say is that 50% of parents suffer from chest pains and headaches and all sorts of things when their kids are writing or preparing to write exams. So I think the first thing is that your kids pick up how you feel. So if you're anxious and you're headachey and you're fretting and you're stressed, your child will be stressed. So I think let's start with the caregiver and the parent and say, stay calm, try and breathe, try and help your child in as calm a way as possible and understand by now you should have some idea of how your child works best. Every child works differently. Every child has a different way of dealing with stress, a different way of studying. Um, it's very, very important. There are a couple of things you can definitely do. But my first message is, as the caregiver, as the tutor, as the parent, because those are the sorts of people that can support your child, mm-hmm. just be aware of your emotions and don't uh, transfer your stress onto this child. Mm. And they are looking at you. They want you to hold them. They want you to be nurturing. They want you to be there. But the last thing they need is for you to be stressed. Yeah. And so, I think sometimes, because pardon for interrupting you, there's sometimes parents sort of live vicariously through their kids and they think, oh, you know, I didn't do too well when I was in this grade. And so you put that much uh, stress and pressure and anxiety on the child and the child picks that up and, um, and that causes them to panic as well. And realize that actually now is too late. If you've got expectations of your child and you, exactly as what you're saying, mm. you know, don't expect your child to fulfill your dreams. Yeah. They've got their own dreams. They've got their own competencies. They've got their own ability. You know, your, your, your role is to nurture what they have, mm. not what you want them to have. Mm. So that's mm. exactly what you're saying. And then... 
you know, that expectation creates so much stress. Mm. You know, you've got the whole year, you've got after the exams, let them write the exam, let them do the best they can. Maybe they didn't work hard enough from your perspective. You know, maybe you want them to get 90, but they'll be fine with 65 mm. and they'll be healthier there. You know, they'll be less stressed. There'll be, you know, expectation when the expectations are too high, it creates enormous stress and enormous stress can lead to sickness, whether it's emotional sickness or physical sickness. You know, kids who feel like they are failures Mm. get depressed. So just think of those things when you start pushing your child to work, 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 work in preparation for exams that they've actually had the whole term or the half the year to prepare for. Mm -hmm. And if they're not ready at this point, um, it's not going to help you to sit on them and make mm. them stress out even more. It will help you to make suggestions, you know, and the kinds of things that are worth suggesting are it's good for them to have a space to work, to prepare, a gentle, calm space. Mm-hmm. It's good for them not to overdo it. So it's good for kids to maybe work for 30 minutes at a time or 45 minutes at a time and take a break. And when they take a break, it's quite good for them to do something physical because okay. they're just sitting. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a skipping rope or if you have uh, some gentle yoga exercises you know of, or if you have, you can go, for, you know, if you have a dog, they can take for a walk around the block. Let them do something completely different to what they were doing when they were studying, just to clear their mind, to to sort of re-energize their bodies. Yeah. And Give them a break. You know, I know a lot of parents who sort of push, push. You've got to work for two hours. Don't, don't get your child to sit for two hours studying Mm. because the chances are they'll probably work for 15 minutes in reality. So just be gentle on them. Be realistic. So, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes, depending on your child, depending on their level. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking about primary school kids, you're talking about 20 minutes, maybe. Okay. Really? You know, yes, yes. It depends on how old they are. It depends on how they are able to concentrate mm. because we do have kids who can't concentrate that well and then do it in small portions. Mm-hmm. Um Then it's quite nice to have like little snacks maybe, but not all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can have, you can work out a program with them where you say, okay, you're going to work for half an hour, then we're going for a walk or you can go for a walk. Then at one o'clock we'll have lunch, you know, just help them with the schedule and routine, but don't be too, um, be gentle. Um, you know, it's interesting that you say that because it also, um, it gives them a target I'd like to imagine, right? So if you say you're going to, you're going to have something to eat, you know, in about half an hour. So push until then and focus and then here's your break. So it gives them a bit of a reward or incentive, you know, sit down. It's not going to be two hours after 30 minutes. We have a break. You can, you know, watch 10 minutes of this or whatever, and then get back to the books. So it gives them something to work towards, right? And don't break that. I mean, one of the worst things that happens nowadays is that you give them a break in terms of watching something yeah and that's it and that's it and then you can't get them away and also be aware that when you put them in front of something addictive it will be hard to get them away and i would suggest at the end of the day if they've done what they're supposed to do they get rewarded before they well probably not immediately before they go to bed but at a certain point Maybe a reward can be a very clear program that lasts for half an hour or something yes. during okay. this period of um, of exams. Of exams yeah. You know, 
Other things that are important to be aware of, make sure they're always hydrated. Let them have a bottle of water next to them, which they can sip. Make sure there's enough light so they're not struggling to see. Make sure it's comfortable. Um, mm. You know, uh, and then, of course, before they sit down, maybe it's helpful to draw up a timetable. Right. So yeah. you might not have done it up to now, but now you could do the timetable. So what are you going to do every day between now and your last exam? Mm. And just my daughter used to, I, we used to go shopping for the timetable to get a nice pencil and to get a nice pen and a, and a highlighter. Make an event of it. And also yeah. to give them something special that my, she's completely crazy about stationery. So she just to get a highlighter <laughs> was like yeah. a treat for her, like yeah. an orange highlighter and a pink highlighter. Yeah. Okay. And now the orange highlighter will be for these headings and the orange. So it also helps them because some kids need visual reminders in order to remember things mm. so so some kids are very if, if they have first of all writing is very very good to write down points and then to highlight points and the combination of the writing and the color helps to reinforce memory ah. so it's different for all children some yeah. children can look at a page and remember it some children need to write it they need to color it in they some need to decorate it, you know, and just, some can just yeah. say it mm -hmm. another idea is to especially if they're doing something that involves presentation uh -huh. is to use is to record it and then they play it back and, and they play it back and you talk about it together and you make suggestions together so Presentations are great. Use your phone. Nowadays, it's so easy. It's mm. so easy just to record anything. What happens if um, the opposite occurs and maybe a parent feels that because of work constraints or a lack of time, they, they have not been able to really assist their child in the best possible way? Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's speak about, you know, those parents who say, I'm not able to monitor, you know, my child's study routine. What sort of help can I get? Um, uh, what can I do? Do I need to call them from work? What do I do to support them in my in my relative absence so let's uh, take a quick one and when we come back we'll continue this conversation hashtag SAFM life happens Exam season is upon us as we discuss the family dynamics edition of the show. We're speaking about how to best support our youngsters in uh, their academic pursuits when it comes to exams. How do you um, assist them in learning? How do you make sure that they can remember what they've learned? And, uh, you know, sometimes there's parent guilt because you're not able to do any of that. You know, if you're working and uh, your child goes to aftercare and then uh, gets dropped off at home and Andy is there cooking and making sure that they eat and you come home late and you sort of gloss over things how was your day how are the books have you studied have you learned what what can you do to support your child when they, that is your scenario you know i think the most important thing is to be aware that fear of failure is one of the worst things of all mm. so when you come home and your child maybe hasn't done what you what you wanted them or expected them to do don't be cross with them mm. don't be angry with your child because they couldn't do it because the reason they couldn't do it is the most important thing. Why couldn't they do it? Okay. And and what you want is you want your child to feel comfortable to explain to you why it's so hard for them to to prepare. So be gentle, be understanding, do not be angry because mm. just if you are angry with the child who's frightened, they will clam up and they'll talk less and they'll become more stressed. Mm. And in the end, what you want is to say to your child, look, let's see 
you know, there are. I've got a, an idea here of some sort of thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing to do is is look at the situation just before the exams. Ask your child about their worries about what are they concerned. What what are they worried about? Mm. Um, do they think they're not going to finish? Do they think they don't know enough? Do they? So all of those things you can talk about in an understanding way. So mm. if you didn't, if you think you're not going to finish. It's only the midterm exams. It's not so important. And maybe if you don't finish, we can have a look at why you didn't yeah. finish after the exams and your teachers can help and we can all un- try and work out a system where you can th- maybe, for example, if you're worried about not finishing, then what you really must do is you must go to the easiest questions you can find. Mm. Do all those easy questions first. first. Yes. Leave all the hard questions for the end. Yeah. This is a technique that you can teach your child, but you don't have to do it all before the exams. Mm-hmm. You'll there's time to do it after the exams. But I think the crucial thing is to communicate, communicate, communicate mm-hmm. and be there in some way. You don't have to be there 24 hours because you work. Yeah. But if you come home, so ask them why they worried and what they worried about. Mm. And try and understand it, really understand it. Make your child feel seen by you. Mm. Because that is the source of the biggest anxiety and the biggest depression amongst children is they feel like their parents are too busy. They can't see them. They, you know, they don't have time. But even if you sit down for half an hour and your child feels seen by you, Mm. that makes all the difference. So the one question, the one idea is find out why. Then Find a quiet place for you and your child to sit or lie. Ask them to close their eyes and imagine that they're writing the exam. Create a picture in their imagination with as many possibilities so that you can understand their fears, their feelings, and how they imagine it. Mm. And be in it with them. Your children want you to be there with them, not next to them. Mm. Not next to them on your phone or like checking out the news and wondering about the elections. and. They don't want that. They want you to see them, to feel them, to be with them in it, mm. you know. Um, and and they don't want you to be angry with them. They're frightened of your anger. They fear mm. your anger. So give them love instead of anger. Mm. Just always remember that love will help your child conquer everything and anger will push them away. Mm. And we're all too busy. We're all just too busy with a million other things. Yeah. And we don't, um, we don't f- see our children and what they are struggling with enough. Yeah. And the less we see them, the less they talk to us. And the less we know about them and the more they are absent from our reality and the more they feel that. It's just a vicious circle. I think the, the, the exercise that you just spoke about is so important because it also allows you um, to, to sort of understand how you can help your child. Sometimes we assume, right, the child is uh, maybe quiet or moody and you think you know what happened, you know, and you all of a sudden trying to find all the ways that you can help the child without saying, hey, let's sit down, let's talk, you know, how's it going? Close your eyes. What do you think? You know, when you do all of that, it then brings to the surface what the real problem is. And then you can intervene without just assuming you know what's wrong. 
So long as you're not angry. Yeah. You know, I think I think we're so stressed in our own lives as mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. Our anger isn't at our children. Our anger is at the boss. It's at working too long hours, at yeah. not having enough sleep, at, you know, coming out of a traffic jam, being late for a meeting, and then mm-hmm. we come home, and there's all this tension inside us. And you just explode. And you direct it at your child inappropriately. And I think that's very, very common. And I don't think you should beat yourself up about it. I think everyone does it. Mm. But I suppose the point is to be mindful of Mm. these things, to be conscious of them. And in, you know, you will be angry inappropriately. Then apologize. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you will not see your child. Then see them. You know, just say to your child, I'm sorry. You know, I haven't really been noticing that you're not in a good mood. I haven't really been noticing. To apologize and to recognize your own limitations Mm. is an incredible strength, Mm. especially in the presence of your child. Yeah. We've got about a minute left of this conversation. I'm going to ask you to give us one or two more tips. I mean, I, I, I think... Very, very important is to do physical things and to, you know, maybe you can say to your child, I'll play a game with you when you have a break Mm -hmm. and go and do something silly with them. (laughs) I think it's important to balance the physical and the emotional, the physical and the intellectual and never to just push, don't push, don't push too hard. Mm. And, you know, maybe you can plan your holiday programs and your holiday activities in between, which is also where Josie Kids comes in. Mm -hmm. And... uh, You know, we are now ready with a long list of fabulous holiday programs. So in your breaks with your child, you can go and have a look at our holiday calendar on Josie Kids. And you can see that we have beautiful camps, drama, dancing, art, you know, crafts, um, zoo days. There's so much that you can do. Um, And also don't be afraid to ask for help from your peers. Mm. Don't do this alone. Because actually, in the end, it's a village that raises your child. So, you know, Josie Kids is one village you can turn to and you can always ask for help and advice. We have lots of wonderful articles written to help Mm. parents decide what to do. Uh, We have several platforms. If you're on Facebook, you'll find Josie Kids on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Just look for Josie Kids. But I think the crucial thing is... I think the the most important message I'd like to leave everyone with is don't judge your child. Don't be angry with your child. Try to understand them. Hmm. Love it. The website very quickly, because I think it can be used as a, as a reward as well to say after the exams, when you've done your best, we can do A, B and C and sit down with the child and show them everything that you can get up to with them. And the, once they've applied themselves, how do we uh, access all those goodies on the website? So it's josiekids.co.za mm-hmm. or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then you will see, if you want to know about holiday programs, the word holidays is circled in red. And you can go straight to holiday programs, which is also full of day outings for parents, for children, for awesome. families. There's lots to do. Merle, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming through.